Thanks so much for checking out part two of Ed Krasnick's episode of Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. If you haven't caught part one, go do that real quick. It's not as long as the normal shows. That's why it's a two-parter. Um, so check that out. Check this out. Check out our sponsor this week, who is Mac Weldon, one of our favorite sponsors. I just got another package from them recently. I know you guys don't believe me when I say this stuff, but I do post pictures online. So check it out. I got my new Mac Weldon bike outfit. It's been keeping me really cool during these hot summer months, and I am digging it. It's the only bike clothes I'll get. I don't chafe. Nothing like that. I miss you guys. I miss Judy over in LA. Please check out our sponsor. You can go to judygold.com slash Mac. Use code KILLME and get 20% off. You're going to love these guys. Mac Weldon is the shit. Back to Ed Krasnick and part two of Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. <laughs> Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer, so let's bring her out. A star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. All right, so you started doing stand-up in Boston. Now, did yes. you start... Uh, you started at which club? Because there was Catch Cambridge. I there took was a class at at the Boston Center for Adult Education. Okay, called Stand Up Comedy. There Who was, was no the comedy in Boston at the time. Really? There was nothing because they had Knicks, Kowloons, pre pre, 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 pre everything. Pre, pre. I was eighteen years old. Okay. And in my class, they had these people come through. It was hosted by Bill Downs and Paul Barkley, who mm -hmm. owned the Comedy Connection. Oh, I later. know them. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had a class, and right. the idea was that you learn from people. They'd come in, and you had like eight people who wanted to be stand-up comics right. or wanted to learn. And then it it it, it culminates in a five-minute set at a new comedy club to be named later. Okay. We don't know what the name of it is. It was right. in the Charles Playhouse, and it was right. called The Comedy Connection. Right. So my teachers, the people who came in and talked to us were Steve Sweeney, mm. Don Gavin. Oh, yeah. Uh, not Lenny Clark yet, but Bill and Paul, and then some guy, I don't know. Stephen Wright? No. Or pre Pre, pre, yeah. wow. Yeah, it was around that time. I knew Stephen Wright when he started. And, right. You know, but anyway, I went and I, you know, out of curiosity, uh, no, I didn't want to be a stand. I mean, right. you know, I, I made people laugh my whole life, but I had no, right. I should be a stand-up comedian. And so, uh, so I took the class and I did a set and then I didn't do it again for 14, 15 years. Wow. Did you think about it? No, I thought more about improv and I thought more about. So did you work after college? Uh, yes, I worked at the Children's Museum in Boston. Mm -hmm. I was trained to be a, an exhibit Pedophile? planner. Right. Yes, I was trained to be a pedophile. Yes, yes, I was in training. I didn't do well. Right. Uh, I had trouble with the meet and greets. Really? With the meet and greets, with ladies and gentlemen. No, no. I was. I loved my job at the Children's Museum. It was the best job I ever had. And then I was in environmental education. I was trained in environmental education, right. which I never camped. So that was kind of right. interesting. I hate Jews. Don't camp. I know. We Except don't. you know what. I know two Jews who camp. Go. One I do of them too. is my cousin. Go. I do too. Wait, does Glenn camp? He doesn't camp. I, I can't. You know what? I'm not sharing a bathroom. First of all, I'm not shitting in the woods. Right. Okay. Right. I just, I can't. And the peeing and the shitting. That's the main thing. Th that's really what it is. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're outside and the birds. Yeah. What good is You it? know? What good great. is Great. And great. Here's a fire and let's all talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great camping book, isn't it? <laughs> And here, it's like if you were in a scout league and it was your league, if it's yeah. like a girl's, it's like the Judy Scouts. Right. And they say, here's a fire, let's all talk. Right. 
I hated sleepaway camp, too. Because? They picked on me. Okay. I got incessantly picked on. Uh, and then I I only went for four weeks because I would get so homesick. And I went back to the bunk when I was leaving to get something and someone had carved in the wall, Bigfoot slept here. Uh, that is my childhood. <laughs> Judy? Constant. All right. Anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. But so you start doing... The stand-up. I start doing the stand-up. My parents come. I booked myself on a on a tour. This is late eighties. Late eighties. I went out to San Francisco. I moved to San Francisco. Right. And uh, I had my note cards. And one night I did an open mic night at the other cafe in yes, San Francisco. Yes, it's one of yes. the best comedy clubs in yes. the world. Great club. So on the open mic night, this is the lineup on the open mic night. Uh, Bob Sarlat, Nora Dunn, Paula Poundstone, Jake Johansson, uh, Dana Carvey. Robin Williams would come in and do a set later. Henriette? No, it was pre um, pre Henriette. Pre Henriette. I'm trying to think of who else was there, but it was a, it was a it was amazing, top right. to bottom. And I went on like 14th, mm-hmm. and I had note cards, and I actually prepared, mm-hmm. and I did okay right. for the first time. And they came up to me, and they said, "That's really good. That's great. Right. You come back." And then I didn't do it again for like six years. What the fuck? What happened is I got sidetracked in my own life. Just just I had a thing where I would. Uh, you know, I didn't know the feelings were okay, so I would stuff my feelings. I had my, my we had a lot of eating disorders in the family. Wait, you had an eating disorder? Uh, I had yes. So what was it? Um, it really wasn't. I was in the middle. My mother was bulimic. My sister was anorexic. Yeah, and I was sort of in the sandwich of the eating disorder. Right. I was in the middle. So what I did is not really. And your father was an exercise. My father was an exercise. So right. you see the. And so I would, if I had a feeling, mm-hmm. I thought there was something wrong with me. Right. So I would, I would push it down with food, and I'd eat a like, lot of bread products. Right now they had gluten problem. Now yes, when you go into a theater. And you see a movie, and you're supposed to be in school, and instead of having popcorn, you get a challah. Oh! That, I, that's one of my on a desert island foods. Yeah. It's the best thing in the world. In the whole world. Yeah, ever. the best comfort food. The egg challah is egg delicious. Challah. And oh, I, with and, the butter? Yes. Oh, my God. And if, I, and if I, you know, and if I were to make a beach movie, it would be called How to Stuff a Wild Emotion. That's great. And I will see you. At the premiere. At the premiere. <laughs> no, but anyway, anyway, so this is this is what happened, and then after a while, I, I started doing stand up again, and I uh, and I did it, and I passed one night. Everybody's got these stories. Yeah. I know you do. I passed one night at the Holy City Zoo in San oh, Francisco. Yes, yes. It was two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was frozen solid, mm-hmm. and uh, there were only four comics in the audience, and they said to Bob Fisher, "You should look at this guy. He's really funny." And so they, the four or five people sat in the audience. They were all comedians, mm-hmm. and I did my act. And they all laughed, and that was the night and I got passed. Uh, and what <laughs> year was that? Uh, about 88 or 89. Okay. Yeah. Where did we meet? Did we meet in we Boston? Met, we met originally as I moved to New York when I first started right. stand-up, and I saw you at Comedy U Grand. Yes, Comedy U Grand in Soho, 55 Grand Street in Soho. And you were fantastic, and Thank I thought you. you were amazing. And I was emotionally frozen. I was in the movie right. Emotionally Frozen. Oh, my God. Who'd you play? I played uh, Elsa. Yeah, and, that's great. And then, and then I played the therapist right. in Emotionally Frozen. So, <laughs> so I was this like... Is, I was and I had just... 
I was only doing it probably. I mean, I the first time I did a set, it was like '82. I was in my, in college. Well, you were so confident, yeah. and oh, you please. were so, you were you appeared to be so confident because so I charge. went out every night. Yeah, sometimes three, four times a night. Sure, S- every day. And you were amazing. Thanks. You were. Very I just good. wanted to be a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Was and I was nice to you. You were very nice to right, me good. because I was so busy beating myself up. No one right. could, no one else could jump in. And then you yeah. moved to L.A. I moved to L.A. because I had a friend from Syracuse who I shared his room. One summer I boarded in a frat house, mm-hmm. and he lived in the room, and he had to move out, and he kept his cologne in the room. Mm-hmm. And so he was sitting at the piano downstairs in the frat house in Syracuse, mm-hmm. and I came down and I said, who the hell has their cologne in my room? And he was playing the theme to Blazing Saddles, and I started singing the song coming down the stairs. And we've been friends ever since. He moved to what L.A. What kind of cologne? Uh, Lagerfeld, mostly. Okay. Yeah. He moved uh, to L.A., and he became a PA at KNX with Connie Chung and Brent Musburger on the CBS Evening News. God damn it, Connie Chung! Exactly. Everybody Connie Chung tonight. Yeah. And so he, uh, he my friend Bruce, so he was there, and I came out here... Oh, God, this was a long time ago. I came out here just to hang out, and I slept on his couch, and everybody in this apartment complex was trying to get into television, whether they were a director or a writer. And so they'd all meet and talk, and I would sleep on the couch. I wouldn't even wake up. But I would hear, you know, that everybody wanted to be involved with this home box office. Right. And so uh, so all these people went on to have to uh, be tele- on HBO. Yeah, home, home box office. So it was funny. And, and anyway, uh, there are a lot of stories that I, How? I can't go into. But right. But yeah. So eventually I uh, started what I did was I moved up to back up to San Francisco and I started as a stand up. Right. And I started making a living and. I booked myself, as we all did, on a tour, but my geography wasn't so good. Right. So I booked myself in Boston, then Chicago, uh-huh. then, then the ne- South, oh, and that's then Boston. Good. That's great. <laughs> so I did that, and then I came back to Boston, and my mother was going to come out and see me, and it was at the Comedy Connection. And my mother is dressed and ready at 12 o'clock. The show's at 8. Oh, same with my mother. And she's dressed in what looks like, to me, an Israeli flag. Okay. And she looked Blue like, and white! <laughs> she looked like right. Spock's mother from right. Star Trek. And she looked like the mighty T'Pau. And she was dressed in black, and black. And she comes and she turns her back to the stage because she was so scared for me. Right. She was afraid to look at the stage. So we have 500 people facing one way and one woman with the Midnight Express pose facing the other way wearing the caftan. <laughs> and so with the rolling pin and the thing. Right. And so she, she's facing. And the guy goes up. The MC goes up on stage and he says, I have very few goals for tonight. Really? I don't even want to make anybody laugh. Lady, my only goal is to get you to, to turn, turn around. around. So she finally turns around. I go up on stage. I, I do okay. And I come off stage. And uh, she says to me, because my mother was like a comedy right. fan. She says, you know, you were, you were great. I thought you were terrific. Where's that guy's material? The opener. What, what was he doing? What was he doing wow. out there? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Well, anyway, that night I met my first real girlfriend. Who? Her name was Kelly. and Not Jewish. Not Jewish. I went, she came from Maine. I went to her house one day in Maine. Her mm-hmm. father was named Captain Ben. Mm-hmm. He had removable mutton chops. And, and Is he, that true? Absolutely true. And he, and I came and there was a moose over the fireplace. And the moose actually looked at me and the antler went down and he said, you know, she's never going to marry a Jew. And then the antler went up again. It went up and it went down. That's so amazing. So that was it. That, the, that, the, was it. 
All right, so that's Kelly. You also dated my very good uh, friend, Judy Toll. The the funniest. I love I'm staying. I'm staying with her sister right now, Joanne. Joanne and mm-hmm. I. I'm very close with the family. Very, very. Why not? Um, but Judy Toll and I used to stay with her on Fair Avenue. Remember she had that? Oh, ap- sure. Yes, she sure. had the apartment on Fair Avenue and the cats. Hi, the Buffy cats. and Jody. Buffy and Jody. And, and they one, would- one night she said she turned and she said, "Buffy, if you don't cut it out, I'm going to smack the shit out of you." <laughs> she- but one of them would be like all the time, and she was like, "Shut up!" Yes, she was the funniest. How did you guys end up dating? I met. Her. I wanted you guys to like get married. Go I ahead. Know. I met her. I was on uh, on Caroline's comedy, comedy hour, hour on A and A, which Jenny rests his soul. Uh-huh. And 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 the can't uh, believe it. Yeah, the I know. And he had the greatest jackets. Right. And so Rich Jenny and our 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 MC for the show was was Carol Ed Koch. Oh no. And, oh, and oh. he said the people of New York voted me out, and now they must pay. Meaning he's going to do stand-up now. So he was very funny. But at any rate, I saw this woman go up on stage. She was beautiful. She was really fun, like deeply funny. Oh, beyond. And uh, and I fell in love with her. That was it. And, and how long did out, you date? Short, short time, maybe six months or less. Really? Yeah, and how did that break time. up? Um, I don't really remember. Just sort of, you know, just sort of drifted. We were very good friends. Yes. But uh, you know, just sort of, sort of drifted. But we're main friends. Yeah, I love. I loved her, and she was she was great because you could be yourself with her, and you can. She they put uh, some of her sets out on iTunes. Ah, so um, when she do the uncabaret, it's so fucking funny. She's great. She's a great character actress too. She's a great improviser and great writer, and just the best friend ever. The best friend, like the you know, we had to have an intervention once because so Judy. Well, you know, did stand up, and of course I do it because I'm neurotic. And uh, Gloria and Joanne, so Joanne, her sister, is married to Gloria, and Gloria and Joanne would always come to see me do stand up and do sets, and they they wouldn't go see Judy. And we had to have it was some Italian restaurant on Ventura <laughs> Boulevard. We had to have this meeting, and Judy's like, you know what? I'm your sister. And all you do is go watch Judy do set. And it was like we had this big. <laughs> that is tremendous. <laughs> That's fantastic. It was unbelievable. Wow. Um, I can picture that. I so actually can picture you, that. What you've gone to. Extremes. Uh, you've met with. Yes. Spiritual specialists. Oh, yeah. No, no. You've, I, got, you've really done. An, like I meditate. I've been to. CBT therapy. I've done every kind of therapy. Every psychiatrist been on every medication. Um, I the meditation really helps me. Yeah. Um, and exercise. Yeah. Uh, I have a hard time a lot in the mornings. I have a hard time. I I, when I had a clinical depression, the morning I couldn't even. I couldn't even talk. So how did how did you what what did you work on? How did you deal with that? And I what, just did, did everything. I didn't. I did every. I went to CBT. I went to a psychiatrist. I even that half smile thing. Have you ever done the half smile? No. Because when you half smile, like literally, just go. Just a little bit of a smile. You make your mouth do it. Yeah. Um, it changes some chemistry in your body. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it's, you just learn. I mean, I realize, you know, mental illness. I mean, 
when you look at my uh, levels of everything in my body during my depression, it, it's like a sick person. It was like, you know, iron, everything. I lost some. I, the depression diet is very good, though. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was wearing a tack, mm-hmm. uh, tank top. Mm-hmm. I could wear a tank top, no shirt over it. It was so fucking good. Good diet. Uh, bad disease, good diet. Yeah. So I, you know, I suffer and I, you know, now I look at it as, okay, I'm having a bad day. I'm ha- this is bad. You know, like I've had a few recently. You know, I just am like, I'm having a hard time. And once the night, I have diurnal depression. So once the night comes, I'm fine. It's during the day that okay. it's hard. So, okay. uh, but I, I just did all this work. I did the work. Yeah. And the identifying and the, the fear, the fear is the worst. Yes. Because the fear is all made up. Everything is made up. It's all, everything's made up. Yeah. It's all a thought in your head. It's, it's not thought. reality. That's yeah. why meditation is great. Yeah. But you, now, do and, you feel Jewy at all still? Uh, it's funny that you mention that because I feel uh, spiritual, but not, uh, you know, recently we went to this this thing, uh, it's called Sholem. It was this community where um, it's it's culturally mm-hmm. Jewish. Right. It was founded by blacklisted writers. Mm-hmm. And union people years ago. And so they don't have the God thing so much. And they question God. Right. And but they but they talk about the richness of the culture and the religion. And And you like that. I did. I did. I do like it because at some point I actually because I grew up. I went to Hebrew day school. Yeah. And I I grew up Jewy Jew. You did. Yeah. Orthodox. No, we were like conservadox. I mean. We, my mother was very religious, uh, but we would drive to synagogue on Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she wouldn't knit. Like, there were certain things she wouldn't do on a Saturday. It's so funny how they decide what they're going to do and right. what they're not going to do. Like, when I had my bar mitzvah, my father decided he wasn't going to ride that day. Oh, right, because, you know. And that day we can't ride, but my mother decided we were going to ride. So she and the other family members were in the car, and they were yelling at him like it was American Hurry graffiti. <laughs> they were yelling, yes, like it was American graffiti of Jews. It's hilarious. They were yelling. So so anyway, uh, yeah, everything was. But I, uh, you know, I'm at an interesting point now because raising your kids, I want Shana to to know about the cultural aspects. And your wife Jewish? Yes. Well, you know, Carol, you, yes. met, you met her. Um, yeah, and she is not particularly religious uh, either, although learned Yiddish at a young age. Cause her That's mother, great. Her mother I was a le- Yiddish scholar. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but but yeah. And Shana must be so smart. Shana's really smart. And the great thing about Shana is she understands concepts. Like, she really gets why something is funny. Like That's she understands. what my kids, like all the parents used to yell at me, like, you know, because I'd let them watch... South Park sure, at whatever. a young age yeah. and, you know, everything. A yeah. family guy. They're like, uh, you know, I, all these parents that are shielding from what is funny, like what's politically incorrect. You know, funny is you have to teach them that subver- subversive topics are humorous. Yes. And it's the only way to get your point across is through humor yes. in a lot of ways. Yes. 
Hey, everybody, you know I'd get myself on the show again somehow. I know y'all miss me. Actually, don't respond to that. I miss you guys. I love you guys. Um, you don't have to say it back. Uh, if you don't know who this is, this is Hennessy here, uh, Judy's co-host, not the host. It's her show, obviously. And her sponsor this week is Mac Weldon. But guess what? I get to benefit from her sponsor. So rock on for me. In fact, I am washing a bunch of my sweaty-ass Mac Weldon gear right now. You can go to Judy gold.com slash Mac. If you use code kill me, they'll give you 20% off and a money back guarantee. If you don't like the clothes, you can send them back and get your money back. You're going to love these clothes. I use them for exercise. I use them to go out. They make me look strong, stronger than I am, which isn't the strongest in the world, but it's not bad. They accentuate my good parts and uh, they don't accentuate my negative parts. You know what I mean? Um, Men are self-conscious about their bodies too. It's good for men. It's good for women. It's good for feminine men and women. It's good for tomboys, tom girls, and everything in between. This stuff is active wear you can wear on a daily, uh, whether you're being active or not. Check out MacWeldon.com. Take advantage of their 20% off because this is an incredible company. Really, really good price stuff. Really quality clothes. They're a huge supporter of Kill Me Now and of Judy. And your support to them really helps us out. So thanks once again. Thanks for subscribing to us on iTunes, throwing us a good rating. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of your episode with Ed Krasny. And my, and my daughter and I, we, we talk about, you know, it, it nerves. There's this, there's this uh, great program called Go Zen. It's this animated program for kids, and it teaches them about anxiety. Right. And about checking your thoughts. Right. And how to welcome things and relieve right. things. It's right. very interesting, and it's great. It's play, because you playful. do have to acknowledge your thoughts, but then you have to label them a thought. It's a thought. And get rid of it. It's a thought. Yeah, so, so, but, but at any rate, I was going to say about Shana, and I tell this story all the time, but it's really true. I took her to a kid's comedy show. Mm-hmm. Ron Lynch was there, and some other people were there. Mm-hmm. It was called Two Milk Minimum. And it was at this. Get it? Instead of two drinks, <laughs> they're going to have milk because it doesn't have alcohol in it. Go. That's how it was explained to uh-huh. me on the recording. That's hilarious. And so, and so I took it. So so at the end of the thing, and she's not a performery kid. Mm-hmm. She says, Daddy, I think we should do a show. I said, really? What's the show? She said, you make mistakes and I correct you. <laughs> now, she was eight or seven right. at the time. Now, I have never expressed what a comedy team is like right. that. So she really understands. That's she can great. watch Albert Brooks and get why right. he's funny. Sometimes when, you know, we watch The Daily Show, uh, not as much anymore. But uh, I would watch with, uh, you know, Ben, my little one, because I'm really into politics and stuff like that. And then we'd watch Colbert and he, I'd laugh at something and he'd be like, he'd either ask me, he'd either say, so that's funny because blank. Wow. And I'm like, yeah. Or he'd say, why do you find that so funny and not this so funny? You know, and it's so interesting. And he's so funny. Yeah. Like, he's gotten in trouble. It's go- Like, he's so charming that they're like, look, I love him. He's my favorite student. He's polite. He's got to stop with the jokes. And the problem is that they're funny. Like, I find the <laughs> jokes funny. The problem so, is that yeah, they're funny. Yeah. It's not like he's being like, bah! You know, he's... So... Not surprised. Um, not surprised. How old? How old? Shana Shana's again? eleven. Eleven. Yeah. And are you going to do the bat mitzvah? Yeah, I want to do the bat mitzvah, but we're trying to figure out. Like the woman who married us, uh, my wife and I. That's disgusting. You had a woman. Yeah. 
She's great. Her name is Naomi Levy. She writes a lot of books. She's yeah. a great storyteller. Oh, I know her. Yeah. She's very good. And so, Jew. yeah. Oh, yeah. No mm-hmm. telling. Uh, so she wanted to, I wanted to see if we could get somebody like that to teach her. I wanted to have a really great experience. Right. The opposite of, you know, what we had. Right. I wanted her to be alive and feel good. Um, are you <laughs> happy? Okay. Yeah. And- no, I, 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 you know, I am, I am happy. And right. I'm happy when I, I'm happy. When I am not uh, driving and, myself crazy right. with thoughts right. and holding on to fears right. and making up things in my head and right. being in the future or being so, in the past. So, so like never. every five minutes, five yeah. minutes a day. <laughs> no, I, I, I am. I'm really The fear about really and also like, and happy. Because my sister was like, her, this company bought her company. I mean, she's been working there for 35 years or whatever. She's like, I don't know if I'm going to have a job. She's like, for, for a month calling me, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to have a job. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know where, how I'm paying my rent next month. Yes. You're talking to the wrong fucking person. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, that thing of, of, being, of how simple it is, and it's so hard to believe. The, the other thing, I did this thing called the Sedona Method, and it's yes. a horrible name. Right. Because it sounds Is it like in the Sedona? Stream. It started in Sedona. Right. It's all over the world. And it's just basically a releasing technique. It's right. welcoming. Do you fart a lot in the Sedona method? I'm, you're not allowed to there, but right. you can outside the tent. What if you farted in the tent? Uh, you try to deny that. But you can so, be open about everything else. And does someone so say, like, he who smelt it dealt it? They'll say, he who smelt it dealt it. And, and they'll he say, here's a CD program that you can use to deal with that uh, phrase. It's but called what about, the Smelt It, Dealt It seminar. What about, did they have a um, he who denied it, supplied it seminar? Uh, they did, but I wasn't able to go because I was uh, sick that day. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that day. I took I that sick. one. That was good. Was it good? Yeah. The denied, <laughs> supplied. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but it was really interesting because this happened to me. You know, uh, in the moment, I found something that actually changed my state in the moment, which was... Um, I started obsessing and getting afra- feeling afraid mm. of something, and then I said to myself, "Could I just in my head? Could I? All right, now I feel afraid, but am I? How afraid am I? Right. And then I said, "I wonder if I could be more afraid," and I started asking it to do more, and then it completely dissolved. Right. In the moment, so it was like, "Oh, this really changes my state." Right. In the moment, and it's my choice. Right. Oh. I have choices. You have control. <laughs> so uh, that was a, that was a pretty big so moment Ed, for me. You're a very kind soul. You're gentle. You're you're. I'm sure your daughter fucking adores you. We we have a very. Good I relationship. can tell. Yeah. What pisses you off the most? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Judy, because mm-hmm. I have a Torah scroll of things. Oh, that's a, oh, he's taking out his phone, ladies I'm and gentlemen. Take out my phone because the funny thing is that. I don't express anger in a great way. Right. So even when, so that's the first thing on my list that pisses me off. Right. Is that my, my, I don't express anger in the best way. Right. So that so pisses what do me you off do? about myself. No pun intended. But like, yeah. how do you express anger? Um, a lot of times I just sit on it and then sometimes I try to just sort of let it go. And then other times I make a case in my head. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just 
stack right. up things like yeah. an airport. I'll just stack up these thoughts of like, mm-hmm. well, this is why this happened, and right, this is why right. that happened, and I can't be and with this, this one, and I can't and be also, with that And also, I always do, if this hadn't happened, then this wouldn't happen. Yeah. I can't fucking believe that. I know. I yeah. do the same thing. It's like the, it's like the movie Inside Out. It's right. like an air traffic controller right. is saying, you line up, and you line up. Right. So anyway, that's, that's something that I do. Uh, I guess another thing that I do is, and I'm doing it recently, mm-hmm. which is I haven't done it in years, is uh, I eat. I eat a little bit. And when I say a little bit, uh, I mean I don't have a problem in between meals. Right. But when I start eating, I can't stop. I'm exactly. So, I, lo- I, I don't have any portion control. Yeah. I still eat like I'm training for the marathon. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm big. I need this. And it's like, shut up. Like, I know in my head. I don't need all this fucking food. Yeah. But I just love it. Yeah. I go through periods. Okay, well, next. It is time. So the next thing is that uh is the thing that and I was gonna say about this. I uh oh, okay, that I seem to be more familiar with panic than I am with singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And I say that because that pisses me off because um it's like a made up thing. Right. And it's a habit. Right. And I hate the habit. But the- I also understand why mm-hmm. I had to have the habit. But anyway, that that these are okay, personal so things. I wanna... but, but here are things. All right, go ahead. All right. Um, well, this is thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, this is another thing. This is another thing that I that I really enjoy. Uh, I love it how CNN, like during this whole convention thing, they are forced to all of a sudden when they don't do it the rest of the year, snap into fair and equitable reporting right. for both sides, even though the other side is being run by a Nazi. Right. It's hysterical to me. It would be like if Hitler came back, it would be like Hitler would be sitting there and Anderson Cooper would be saying, now, Hitler appearing kind of extreme, but also, uh, how will that play to his constituency? <laughs> and I'm like... What are you talking about? It's so fucking annoying. You have to be the fair. Prop, this pisses me now off. Now you're going to be that equitable? he says something, like he'll say, like he said to the Gold Star family, you know, the cons. Yeah. And no one says, Donald, you don't see that you're a fucking asshole piece of shit yeah, nobody for saying call, that? Nobody says anything. Yeah, they go, and he's, and, and the shit, and that Paul Manafort, that like all the people around him, like they have to, and these fucking Republicans that are like, well, he's the, he's an asshole. Yeah. Your fucking party sucks. They made fun. This is a candidate who made fun of a disabled person. I know. And still, Now that should be the end of the that story. That should be, and jo- the John McCain thing. What? And I mean, the, but, and the, but you know what he's doing? He What's really interesting is that the man has to be playing a character. He has to be. Because if he felt or thought any of these things, he would be the most despicable human being on the planet. He no is one the would, most despicable he is, human but he, being. But he's playing a character. He's not. He, he's. We have to. Oh, they're, they're giving us a signal. No, it's fine. They said too much depression. Um, Wait, no, yeah, go ahead. No, but he, he has to be. I think you're playing a character. And this is the other thing. You have a, you have a country where people are str- they're in struggle they're not conscious they can't be awake they can they're not making choices in their life choices are being made for them they've given away their power they're insulated they're looking into their phones 24 hours a day and they're barely paying their rent and no i mean but Here's you the thing. can't you can't discern a lot of people can't discern between they they're angry and they need something to react upon they don't have a lot of information coming right. in and they don't have a lot of money coming in. But here's the thing. And they love somebody standing up and saying, this country is going to be great again. It's Look, there's the whole thing with the I don't trust Hillary. You don't trust any politician, first right, of all. Right. 
She is so overqualified for this job. What? It's beyond. If she was a man, none of this shit would be happening. Do you think if she was a man that Bernie Sanders would they and Bernie Sanders was a woman that they would have taken anything Bernice Sanders said? They'd right. be like, she's hysterical with the socialism. Right. She's hysterical. Right. You know, and it's like this guy is obviously has no class. He's dumb. He's a racist. He's a he's he's dis- misogynist. He's a xenophobe. He's disgusting. He's everything everyone hates about America. And yet the Republican it's he's in my party. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Then join a different fucking team, you asshole. All right. Sorry. Or don't vote. All right, next. Uh, no, but anything I mean, else I mean, that pissed me Well, that's one. Yeah, that was a big one because I, I really can't stand that. I, I uh, just can't. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, well, the uh, yeah, it's all personal. I just new spit. A, new age people who have no business using the phrase "you rock." I, I say you rock a lot. Yeah. You but I'm fine. not new age. Yeah, it's new age people. It's new age people that say you're. You know, it's the people that do the the marketing seminars. A lot of the the marketing stuff yeah. where it's a tape and it may change your life. Right. But you have to order the tape. I only have five minutes left. You want to get it at one forty nine or do you want it at two hundred? Oh, I know. Because if you wanted two hundred, and what I re- learned because I started meeting a lot right. of these people, and although some of them had really cool right. things and cool techniques and tools and stuff like that. They, I love this attitude, and it's this one. It's if you can't afford one forty nine to invest in yourself. Oh God, shut then up! Then you uh, obviously are not ready to change your life. Right. I love that. They're such, and, and, I, I, and that they, makes me so angry. See, the thing is, but see now you're old enough to call them. Do you call them on it? Oh, absolutely. Like I go, what the, what the I. I've, you have ten million of these things. Right. Give it to me for fourteen dollars. Right, right now. You could give it to me now. Yeah, and it would it, for nothing. Yes, you could. How much money do you need? It's this kind of mentality. Because my thing is, if somebody needs and help, and if you're such a good person, why are you ripping people off? Right. And if somebody needs help, how about you give them the thing? Well, it's like healthcare, and yeah. then have them pay it forward. Right, and then say, oh, you had a good experience. Right, and you were helped by a, this. No. Uh, pe- no. No, I have to. I have to charge you. You're not ready, right? See, you're not ready. Oh, okay. Thanks for putting me down and acting like you're so much fucking just, better than me. If you ever want, like, I talked to this guy once, and there was a there was like an, an herb thing that you could mm-hmm. that you could have, and it actually it's it's good for you, and it's a product that they're selling. So this guy had all these samples, and I was saying, why don't I promote these things for you? Right. But in the meantime, maybe we could work out something where I could bring right. you clients, and you could. I could right. try it. And he was like, yeah, you're not ready. See, that's the thing. You need oh, to be ready. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and they all turn out to be fucking bullshit loser fuckheads. Yeah, they've hijacked, just like the right. Republican Party has been hijacked right. by people, with right. the Trump supporters. They hijack the uh, human potential right. movement. Right. Yeah. Now, I ask every one of my guests this question. Yes. Um, Because uh, he... You know, I'm on a lot of meds. I've actually cut down a lot. Okay. Are you on any antidepressants? I am. Yes. I want to get off. Right. We all want to get off. Stop what do you the want? world I want to get off. What do you want? Uh, it's not doing anything for me. I'm on uh, Wellbutrin. Oh, me too! How yes. much? Uh, 300 milligrams a day. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I'm on Rootin' Tootin' Wellbutrin. Yeah. Uh, and... You rock. Yeah. And... <laughs> Thank you. And and so... That's uh, it? Uh. Yes, I'm coming up with a new antidepressant mouthwash. 
It's uh, called uh, Moodament. And I have Rootin' root Tootin' Wellbutrin as my flavor. Right. Rootin' Tootin' Wellbutrin. Wait, that's all you're on is Wellbutrin? Yeah, I'm just on Wellbutrin. Oh. I've tried other things. I've seen I do a little combo. Rain. What do you do? I do the Wellbutrin Paxil combo, and I'm done with any panic at all, period. Really? Yes. A little and, bit of Paxil. And they, le- they leveled everything out. They leveled it all out. And it works for you. Right. You notice a big change. A little bit of Wellbutrin, a little bit of uh, Paxil. No side effects. Um, I mean, I'm fat, but Wellbutrin's not a fat thing. No. I found, I've been on ones where the sexual side effects are like, you're like, wait, I'm having a, no, I am, no, I'm, <laughs> wait, I think I'm having, wait, no, it's like the worst. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a lot of, now, recently, this is not a, an antidepressant thing, but recently I went to a dentist and they gave me a drug where they said, they literally said, take this. It's an anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. I took it, and all of a sudden, I, my stomach was like killing me. And I went to the doctor. The doctor said, oh, yeah, you're, de- you're starting to develop an ulcer due to this medication that you were given. And then I read in the fine print, like a little tiny line, and it says, may cause in 1% or 2% of the people. Yeah, exactly. That's the feeling. Um, I hate that thing, that suck your fucking saliva, get it caught under your tongue. They gotta be, there ought to be a law that, What is that shit? It's a bunch of shit, is what it is. Wow, so... Look at how I get angry. You get Look the 1%. Look at the difference between the two of us in getting angry. I don't get that suck the, 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 um... I'd rather drool than have that fucking thing sucking the <laughs> saliva out of my fucking mouth. It's barbaric. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's crazy. Yeah, but I have that. But I want to. I really do want to want to get off of it. My problem is that I I react to like any little change. I know. And so I have a change. You know what it's though? Like, it's like. But I'm gonna get off. But uh, you don't put. I've gone down, and I'll stay like this for a year or so, and then I'll go down a little more, or six months, or eight months. Gradual. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I've definitely cut down a lot. I'm gonna let this work itself through. But you're doing a and lot then, of meditation. You're doing a lot of other things, I do which my is good for your game, yes. for and your when brain I chemistry. Work, when I work, you know, I'm in much better shape. You know, when I'm sitting around looking for work, I mean, thank God I have kids. I, I do have this empty nest fear, and it's not. And Ben's a sophomore in high school. I mean, it's like, and Henry's already in college. And I'm like, what am I going to do? What am, and meanwhile, I, I thought Henry would go to college. I'd never talk to him again. We talked to each other like 10 times a day. He FaceTime. You know, it's like... <laughs> it's like the sucking. Yeah. You you have a good you have a great relationship. I mean, the fact that he calls you 10 times a day from college is pretty cool. Oh, please. It's mental. It's mental. Um, All right. Listen. Listen now. Um, There's a lot to do. You see, the thing is, we haven't seen each other in a long time. I know. We've talked a long time. So we have a lot to say. And some of it is, you know, it's some all of it is fascinating. Very, very personal. I don't know. Um, I'm, I think now, do you think Shana has anxiety or anything? I think Shana has, uh, Shana is very aware of what's going on with her, which will help her. She's aware of that sound. She is. She'll walk in in right. the morning and she'll say, I'll say, well, good morning to you. And she'll say, uh, Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, but Shane, Shane is doing some, Shane is very aware and she's learning about things like meditation, learning right. about things that. They do like yoga at, she loves at camp yoga. and stuff. She loves yeah. yoga. I she can't st- do it by knees. 
That's okay. She does a headstand every day. Every day she comes out and puts a and does a handstand like against the wall. That's good. Yeah, I can't. I'm. I have a trainer who, who just now who's who's training me and he's doing stuff with me like that's crazy. And uh, I'm learning that I have to breathe when I exercise. Oh, you have to breathe and you have to tighten your stomach muscles. Core. Core values. Core. Hello, core. Hello, core. Here. Hello, core. How can I help you? <laughs> Listen, I'm having trouble tightening my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Please hold. <laughs> core um, values. You got you to gotta work with your core. I can't believe you, you really, you're an athlete. You have all this athletic stuff. Well, I, yeah, but I haven't, I've had to change. I mean, I I can't run anymore. I I ride my bike everywhere in New York. No, I do. Yeah, I love being outside. I love to play. I that's the thing. I love to play. I think it's really important to play outside. Yeah. So my kids, we all play outside. To get, um, let me ask you the yes. one thing. How's your How's your uh, mental state as far as relationships? Do you believe that Wait. you can be in love again? I just I just or burped. are you? Um, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> that yes i do believe that i i my girlfriend i definitely am in love with my girlfriend Good. i love her and i love i love having sex with her and i love her all right we're wrapping it we're up wrapping. right when i get no we're getting off anyway we were ending it anyway but i was talking about sex and then you're like <laughs> wrap it up <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, no, I did. I know. And the fact is that I know a lot of people are in relationships and are in families and they're not in love. But I think that I've been in that kind of relationship. It's not worth it. Good. But good. You can fall refall in love with someone. <laughs> Maybe it'll be your dentist. Yeah. And you can floss! Ed Krasnick, I love you. Judy, I love Thank you. Thank you for doing the show. Where uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Ed Krasnick, E-D-C-R-A-S-N-I-C-K, at Ed Krasnick. And what about anything else? Well, the... just the self-help comedy hour yes, uh, is... is heard on Dash Radio. Dash. And it's each and every... Well, Not Dash, because that's a female station. Different Good station. Night, different station. <laughs> Not <laughs> out of my demo, apparently. <laughs> um, but no, no, you can you can hear on that. And you're going to hear a lot of other things very soon. We're going to start doing the show live again, too. Oh, good. That's I'm on, and I'm going to be on. Yes, I'm on. You would go nuts. Ed, will you come back? Yes. Okay. I Anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a very special edition of Kill Me Now with the incredible Ed Krasnick. Uh, I'm Judy Gold. At J E W D Y G U L D. Um, thank you for listening. Lauren will be back soon. Don't worry. Get that phone. Wait, hold on my phone. No, I'm kidding. Um, and thank you all for listening to Kill Me Now. So long! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the